Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Tierra Tucker, who is the founder and CEO of Tierra PR, PR Network, visionary founder and CEO of Speak That Movement, and the producer and host of Speak That Talks. Tierra, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I, I love watching you navigate through all of those titles. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not a big title person, but I am doing well today. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on and we're excited to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yes, well, as you said, my name is Tiara Tucker. I am from a town south of, south of Chicago called Kankakee, Illinois, born and raised there. And I was relocated to Dallas, Texas in 2012. So I am now getting ready to approach my 10-year anniversary in Big Texas. And I am, as you mentioned, the founder and CEO of two organizations. One is my communications boutique firm, where I specialize in uh, PR and communication strategy for professionals, organizations, as well as high-profile projects the desire to make an impact in the community. I also lead my charitable organization, Speak That Movement, which was created to empower and equip professional women in business along our journeys of dream and goal realization. And we, we combat the mental health and social injustice issues that we as women deal with. And then for fun, you know, when I have fun, because I do have a lot of fun, um, I love to just connect and network with Uh, diverse groups of people. I love live music. I love um, just learning about different cultures and and just getting out. So, you know, COVID, I'm over it because, you know, it has me in the house a lot, but I have been able to get out there as well. So that's a little bit about me. There we go. I love it. If you are a big fan of live music, you should come down to Austin. What you yes. doing in Dallas? It's the live music capital of the world down here. I know, but you know what? I have been to Austin a lot of times just for work and business. And although it is amazing, I don't know if I would want to live there. But I will go there so I can catch the music by going to visit and then coming back home. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, no, that makes perfect <laughs> sense. Well, let's hear a little bit more about your motivation, what gets you up and keeps you going every day. Wow, that is an amazing um, topic, I would say. And you know what? It, it took me a while to, to really understand and, and pause to accept what really keeps me motivated and what, what makes me want to stay up all night and wake up in the morning. And honestly, it's my nonprofit. It's my business. It's me knowing that I am walking in my purpose empowering, connecting, equipping. Um, It's knowing that I am a visionary, which I didn't even know what that meant, right? But I, 
I'll have an idea, which I like to call a vision. And I not only come up with a thought, but I execute, right? And that's where a lot of people fail. They might have a million thoughts, but if they don't execute, it's nothing. So for me, when I learn to just truly execute on the thought, whether I'm nervous, whether I'm lacking resources, whatever, and then to see a blank slate manifest and impact lives in a positive way, it keeps me going like nothing else. And I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Tell us a little bit about that execution. What really kind of made the switch for you of like, I'm not an executor to I'm going to execute on my visions. Yeah. So, you know, I've always had like a lot of ideas and I've always been creative and I've executed on a lot of them. However, I also did not, you know, maybe I'll stop midway or, you know, do something one time and okay, I'm good, moving on to the next. Right. Or maybe I will come up with a good idea and then, you know, I don't know if it's the Aries in me, I don't know, but I would like, oh, you know what, I don't want to do that anymore, something else, right? But what I learned was, what happens if you go all the way, right? And what happens when you're consistent? And what happens when you just do another and another? And so that that's really what happened, like with my, with my events that I would host, you know, I would do one and then I would do another and then I would do another and then I would get the momentum and the feedback and then I would keep doing more. And then after a while, I believe that when you're executing, you're learning as you go, you're uh, stretching as you go, your territory might be stretching as you're going. And then as you're going, you find yourself growing. And I believe that's what execution allows. And then especially when you, are executing on something that will make a positive impact on the lives of others, um, then you have to keep moving to see the result of that. And I think sometimes uh, we as people might stop a little too short. We might not be patient enough. We might wanna give up. It might be too difficult. It might be stressful. But when we can push through all of that and remain relentless, and just not give up, that's when, you know, you, you keep going and the motivation, it just grows to another level. There we go. I love it. You've already spoken a little bit about this, but you touched on consistency and the power of consistency and execution and how that's what ultimately leads to results. For those of us out there who are wondering, first, who aren't consistent and wondering how we can become more consistent what would you say to us? I will say that I was you <laughs> and I still am at times, but I would say that the key is, I like to say this a lot, um, the power of pausing, right? Because I believe that we live in a world where we're just going, 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 right? We're doing this, we're doing that, we work, those that have families or kids or those that are in school, whatever it might be. We're, we're doing so much all the time. And one of the things that I believe that 2020 allowed, and this is despite all of the unfortunate things that happened, but what happened was that it allowed people to be still. You know, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. 
And I believe that for those that decided to be still and pause and then focus, and that's where you can discover what's my next move. Because some people don't even know what the next move is. So they can't be consistent because they don't have a plan. They don't have a strategy. They don't have a thought. They don't have a, a vision of anything. So, but I believe that when we pause, we can kind of figure out, you know what? What do I want to do? Um, what do I want to work on? What do I want to focus on? And then once we identify that and we, 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 we can realize what the end result could be if we keep moving forward then i think that we have to take those steps and i like to call them baby steps because you take one step you take another step and you get wins along the way you learn along the way you connect with others along the way and then you just keep going and then you get you get so i believe deeply involved in it especially when you're walking in your purpose or doing what you love or what you really feel passionate about then you just want to be consistent so that's just one way to be consistent is first of all know what you want to be consistent for <laughs> like why are you even being consistent and then do everything that you can to just to keep working at it and then you might find it's not even what you want to do anyway and then you can move on to the next thing, but at least you learn so many uh, nuggets along the way. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. Something I want to follow up on with is when you're being consistent, I'm like, I've lost my thought. I had such a good question that I wanted to hone in on. Oh, man. <laughs> It'll come to you. Yep. Give me a sec. Give me a second. You got the pause, you got the focus. Tell us about implementing systems to help you be consistent. Is that something people should do in their daily lives or is it something most people should leave alone? That's a really good question. And that was something that I really had to learn and I'm still learning, right? I'm still learning the power of systems because First of all, when we think about the definition of systems, you know, systems, there's multiple parts, you know, they're connecting, you know, you know, one part might impact the next part, things like that. But if when we're executing, um, you know, maybe we're executing without systems at first. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, heck, I execute without systems at time. But I believe that as you're continuing along that journey of execution or whatever it might be, there's power in systems because systems can lead to efficiency. Systems can lead to better organization. Systems can allow us to focus our attention on the high priority items, the impact, and not you know, necessarily uh, getting caught up or distracted by the smaller things. So as an example, with my nonprofit, I create empowerment calendars. They're my speak that move and vision and empowerment calendars. I've been working on them for uh, several years now. But when I first make them, I just made calendars, you know, here's a calendar. And then I found that people wanted to buy one. So I would make them, sell them, whatever. The next year, before I even announced I was making one for that year, people reached out to me because they wanted a calendar. So once again, I just went with the flow. Let me make them, I'll sell them. But then I got to a point where I'm like, okay, 
if I'm going to do this again next year, I have to come up with some kind of a process, a system. And so, for example, now when I make them, I have times where I dedicate my time to make the calendars. I dedicate my time to get the advertisements ready. I coordinate with the, with the company where I get them printed. I'll take them when I get them all. I'll wrap them in plastic. So now we have this process of having them all wrapped, ready to go. And then, you know, so it's, it's little steps that I'm taking. So now when I get an order, I don't have to, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm scrambling. No, it's a process. Because one thing that I learned is that a lot of times we have these big dreams. We want something big and granular. But the question is, what happens if you get that, that order business owner when somebody wants 1,000 of your products? Are you ready? What happens if you, you know, you've been praying or asking for that new house? Are you ready for it? So a lot of times we ask for things that we, we want and we deserve, but we have to figure out how to make it work smoother and efficient and that's when we just have to think about the systems. What will, what will help make this easier versus chaotic? So I think systems are important. And even if we start without systems, I think that by doing it, whatever that it is, you, you really learn what your systems might be along the way. And then you can perfect it. There we go. I love it. And as you are consistent with those systems, you can start to, um, and more, more impactful items get on your to-do list. Cause as you're consistent, you grow and you're stretched. Now you need to be somewhere else. You can pass that system on to somebody exactly. and that's how you scale. That's how you outsource. That's how you create a another like bigger system that can affect huge change. So, exactly. I love that. Last question I have on execution and consistency. How do you deal with limiting beliefs in the midst of being consistent and one's relationship to failure while trying to be consistent? Because you're going to fail along the way. So tell us how you deal with those two things. Wow. Um, well, I believe like limiting beliefs, that can be inevitable when we're embarking upon something new, something different, something big, right? And limiting beliefs can also be closely attached to that four letter word that destroys so many dreams, fear, fear. Why else would you have fear unless you have a limiting belief that what it is you want to do may not happen, or maybe you're not capable of doing it. Maybe you're not the one, maybe you have imposter syndrome. All of those are associated with mental, right? Your mind, your mindset, and can be attached to fear. And I think that when we recognize that that's gonna be an option anyway, that's when we have to, try our best to work even harder to combat it. And that's why when I go back to like, for instance, my nonprofit, I specifically focus on mental health for a reason, because I know that mental health is the, is the number one thing 
that can impact people along their journeys. And mental health can be stress, depression, anxiety, uh, fear that's attached to all these thoughts running in your head and, and the thoughts of failure. So for me, it's about recognizing, okay, this might be scary. Oh my God, I need a lot of faith over fear. And then for me, you know, it's whatever tactics people might want to use. Like for me, I believe in mindfulness. That's something that I learned a few years ago, being in the moment, right? Focusing on those things that I, that I can control and just uh, uh, taking it all in around me. I believe in uh, self-affirmations. I believe in speaking life over myself. I, I will talk in a mirror and encourage and motivate myself right? I learned to do that where I don't need other people to do it. Because if we wait on other people to help our limited beliefs, we might have limited beliefs forever. You have to encourage yourself. And then to answer the other question, um, oh gosh. Um, Relationship to failure. The failure piece. Yes. Um, I think that we have to look at failure as something that really doesn't exist. And I had to learn this from a very wise business person who told me that I probably was not as far as head, a far, as far ahead as I could be because I was afraid to fail. And that really hit me because I was like, yeah, I, I, I really was afraid to fail. And when you're afraid to fail, you're kind of stopping yourself before you even get, it, get started. But what he helped me understand is the most successful people, they fail. But you don't look at it as failure. You look at it as you went out there, you tried and you learned something and you take what you learned and you can just you know use it for the next, you know, attempt or whatever it might be. So when we realize, you know what, can I really fail? You know, what are, what are the, the worst outcomes, right? What's the worst thing that can happen? And when we already kind of identified the worst things that can happen and you already prepare your mind for options, good and bad, how can we really fail? And if we fail and we remain relentless, we can pick it back up. There we go. I love it. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals now. Tell us about dreams, goals, vision for your life and your companies. Wow. I'm a huge advocate of dreaming, like huge, you know, ever since I was a little girl, you know, like most little kids, I dreamed, I dream, like I would have daydreams and I still do. And when I got older, I realized those dreams are really becoming visions and ideas and thoughts, hence why I began to execute on some of them. So like right now, I feel like I'm living in some dreams, right? I'm living in the fact that I dreamed that one day I would live in a big city. I didn't know how or when, but I'm living in a big city and it's a dream come true. Um, I also feel like I'm living in the dream of having my own communications boutique farm. Now, is it where it will eventually be? No, you know, but it's a start that I'm proud of. 
and I'm living in that dream and I'm walking in that dream and even my nonprofit organization, I'm living in the dream because I remember back in 2011 when I had my very first speak that event in Illinois, I only had a dream of having an event, a community event that focused on the power of spoken word and, and entertainment and, and speaking life. My dream was one event, but now I'm living in a dream that turned into a vision that now 10 years later is a movement that impacting people in multiple states, right? So that to me is like, wow, I'm living in, in my dreams. And so for me, because I've seen the fruits of labor and because I've seen what can happen when we continue to dream and execute, I have nothing else to do but to keep dreaming and executing. So I want my nonprofit to grow and, and, and offer even more. I want my, my business to grow and I can have, you know, a team of people that are working with me. And I don't want to say for me, although they will be, you know, on my team, but I just want to grow so we can do so much more. I dream of the day when I can just give back even more to communities and to individuals. So um, that's really me, you know, I'm, I'm always dreaming and I'm always just uh, hoping for more, but I'm also grateful enough to enjoy where I am without getting too far ahead where I want to go to the next dream because that, my friend, is where anxiety can kick in. When we move a little too fast or get a little too anxious and don't take the time to enjoy the dream we're living in right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Seeing the future, going after the future, executing for the future, but being present, mindful, grateful right now. Yes. Great skill yeah. to have. And so really you're like, you want to kind of take your movement with your nonprofit to the next level, give back even more, grow your PR firm even more, and just kind of stay grateful in the midst of it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Well, there we go. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person that would help you take the next step towards giving back even more, growing your PR firm even more, who would they be and how would they do it? Wow. Um, there are so many people I can think of. Um, I'm going to say Oprah. <laughs> I love, I call her Auntie Oprah. And the funny story behind Oprah is, I actually had the opportunity to meet Oprah. I was at an event. I was there helping out and Oprah was getting ready to walk past me. And in my mind, I was going to say something. She was slowly walking. It was like the longest walk in the world because she was a guest speaker at an event here in Dallas. And when she got right in front of me, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. And I don't get starstruck. Like, I just couldn't breathe. I couldn't say one word. So <laughs> I need another opportunity to meet Oprah because I believe that we have a lot of things that we would talk about. Like when I think about the speak that talks where I just literally sit down and do what I love, where, you know, for over 50 consecutive weeks, I was hosting live conversations with individuals from within the United States and even outside. And we talked about the topics that matter. 
the uncomfortable conversations, the fun conversations, the inspiring conversations. So I, I would love for her to talk to me about that. And I would love just to just have a conversation with her and have her pour into me. And heck, she could be my real auntie, my mentor, my sponsor, my everything. So that's one person. Secondly, wow, that's a tough one. Um, Hmm. I would say outside of Oprah, someone living, I really want to meet, and this is a this is one that people probably be like, really, of all the people in the world you can meet, but I want to meet Taraji P. Henson. Mm. A lot of times people tell me that we look alike for one, and so I want to finally get her permission to say that I'm her little sister unofficially. Uh secondly. I really respect what she's doing in the mental health space. Um, and I would love to uh, collaborate with her or partner with her and also perhaps be an extra fill in in her movies and her um, acting career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will say you guys do look so much alike. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to meet her. Yeah, there we go. Oprah and Taraji P. Henson. Yes. There we go. Well, if there are one or two things that everyday people could do to really help you take that next step towards your goals and dreams, how would they help you out? Wow. How would other people help me out? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the individuals that have the resources, they would be generous with their resources. I feel like um, I truly believe in investing in my own efforts because I feel like that's what I have to do, right? I can't wait on, you know, other resources, whether it's people resources or whatever, to um, allow me to do what I know I'm called to do. So because I do that and I do it with a smile, and, and, I, and I give, even if I don't have a lot to give, I feel like I have shown that I can put in the work. I have shown that I can make an impact. Um, and I would love for those people that can just see that and appreciate it to say, hey, let me help you. What do you need? Is it financial resources? Let me help you because I have it in abundance. Do you need um, physical resources? Let me help you because I have it. So I, I would really love that. I would love for that to happen. In the meantime, you know, I'm going to keep on doing all that I can. And, and I have found along my journey that when I just keep taking my steps of faith and I do all that I can do and spiritually when i when i pray and i trust god and i ask god to help me along my journey i have found that every need has been met um, but i also know that when you want to do more and give more it does take a village so i think that would that would really help me and those also outside of the money outside of all of that to me knowledge is the most powerful resource so those that are willing to pour into me and and, and lead me in the right direction, offer wisdom, and also believe in me, 
and encouraged me, those would be some amazing um, things that I would appreciate. Yeah, awesome. You know, um, we had a person who owns a television network, a Christian television network, Mm -hmm. on the podcast a couple episodes back. Actually, a lot of episodes back now. But um, she's looking for content. And I don't know if your Speak That movement has a Christian bend or if you would be willing to put that on the network or if that's something that's kind of on your radar. But sounds like it could be. So if you want me to make that connection. That would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I'll connect you guys right after before the night is over. See, see, listeners, how you never know <laughs> what can happen. The resources are right there. Thank you for just thinking of that. Yeah, of course. That's what I love to do. Um, well, awesome. Let's jump into our thriving three now. Okay. First question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. I would say... Um, a book that I read and I've listened to it twice now is called The Top 10 Distinctions Between the Middle Class and Millionaires. Excellent book. Can you tell us some of them? Yeah. So as an example, um, it talks about how poor people, as an example, they may focus on just getting by, getting through the day, which, you know, we can understand, right? Middle class, they may just try to give by paycheck to paycheck, which we can understand. But the millionaires, you know, they're looking down the line, down the line. And even the thought process between the different classes, middle class might look, you know, let me just get through this year. You know what I want to do this year, next year. But millionaires, they're looking 10, 20 years down the line. And that really was to me a nice mindset shift because it is common, right, for people, whether you're whatever class you're in, that doesn't matter. But sometimes we're just looking right here. But but with vision, sometimes you got to look far ahead. Like, what do you want your life to look like in 2022, which is great, because we should be thinking about that already. But what do you want your life to look like in five years? And then in 10 years, and when we think that far ahead, Now, we may not know what it's going to really look like or how we're going to get there, but it's the mindset shift to even think that far ahead and have dreams and goals and then execute and do what you have to do to get what you desire. So there were just a lot of nuggets like that that were kind of common sense, but sometimes you have to hear it and hear it again in different contexts. So it really stretched my thinking to thinking far ahead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, th- I feel like it makes you make um, subtle movements as well as judge yourself less. So if you think 10 years out and you're like, oh, for example, with this podcast going daily now, it can be discouraging to look and be like, oh, we only have this many views because yeah. we just started this year. But like after looking at it on a 10 year timeline, it's like if I post daily for 10 years, it's like first the number of people I meet, the opportunities yeah. that I'll have and all the beautiful things that will happen because I had a daily podcast for 10 years just changed my life. And it's also like, it'll help me kind of build out a community that'll help me with my end goal of rallying people to fight poverty around the world uh, in a focused, unified, consistent way. And so it's just like, but that that's, that's amazing. And first of all, congratulations. 
because you have an amazing podcast and the fact that you even, you know, you have the, the, an end result and I'm sure there'll be multiple end results, but when we have a plan, a strategy or a thought now that just helps. But if, if we're just doing it to do it, and I'll be honest with you, when I was doing my show, I was just doing it because I, I was just, I felt I needed to do it. So I was only going to do one. I'm just going to go live on May 7th, 2020, because of everything going on with the social unrest and COVID-19. I just want to get people together to offer hope and inspiration. Just one guy, I'm going to do one. But that week led to the next week, which led to the next week, which led to over 50 consecutive weeks. But then I started thinking, oh, there's more that I could do with this. So again, it goes back to, yeah, we might start off just doing something, but at some point we have to say, well, what would be a good end result? What would happen if I keep doing this next year or five years from now? So yeah, kudos to you because you are making a difference. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, what is one way that you like to take care of yourself? I like to take care of myself by enjoying life, right? Like, um, and I say that loosely, but I really do believe in the thought of living our best lives, right? Um, I say that a lot with my efforts, let's live our best lives. And for me, yeah, I like the business world. I'm always talking about business and trying to do something, you know, with my efforts. But at the same time, I like to be alone sometimes. I like to be out and about. I like to be with my family. I like a good energy. I like to, you know, listen to great spoken messages. You know, there's so much that I like to do where I, that helps me just you know, stay grounded and, and, and not get stressed out or, or overwhelmed or anxious or depressed. I've been there before. I don't, I don't desire it anymore. So um, I believe in, you know, having a good time and continuously doing the things that bring us joy. Mm, there we go. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it? to really take that next step towards your highest priority dreams? Mm. So with, with my organization, I'm going to answer the question this way. I have four pillars to speak that movement. And I believe that that these, I'm, I'm going to give four, but I'm going to wrap it up in a, in the call of the four pillars so I can sneak in four in one answer. <laughs> but my four pillars are dream it, believe it, speak it, and walk it. That's what people can do right now. No matter where you are along your journey, if you're at the beginning, the middle of the end, dream it. Keep dreaming big, so big that it scares you. Dream big about what you desire, what you want out of life, but then believe it. Believe it can happen, you know? Um, have those uh, beliefs that, that help you destroy that it can't happen, that help you destroy failure will, will arise. Believe in yourself when nobody else believes in you. Speak it. Speak things into existence. As a communicator, I know there, there's power in words. So speak life over yourself when you're down. Speak things into the atmosphere. 
And then also speak to yourself, you know, encourage yourself and then walk it. That's the biggest one that goes back to the execution. It goes back to the consistency that we talked about in the beginning. Walk it. Walking is action. Walking means you're doing something. And when I say walk it, I believe in baby steps. Walking, it doesn't always mean the big leap. It doesn't mean, oh my God, let me just put all the eggs in one basket. It means walking and doing something. And as we walk it, we have to remember it is about progression, not perfection. Learn along the way and grow as you go. I love that. Awesome. Well, we have one last question for you. It requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are people on the planet who walk around with a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they live their whole life like that. Other times they'll die like that, unfortunately. Sometimes though they change to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Mm. I believe it, it has to be internal. Um, you know, I, I, you know, it's hard for even, even the best motivator in the world, whoever somebody might feel that is, they can motivate you all day long. They can tell you what you need to do, whether it's a diet, a dietitian can tell you what you should eat. A doctor can tell you what you can do to take care of yourself. You can see all around you what can happen if you don't do it by looking at the examples, right? But until you internally decide you want to change, you want to do something differently, it has to be internal. For some people, that internal change might come because they face something in life where they see things differently. You know, some people might face death and that helped them change their mindset. Some people might have dealt with the death of others. Some people need it. And I, and I, not to keep referencing 2020, but I think it'll be a year we'll remember for the rest of our lives. Some people needed 2020 to happen to change their mindset, their mindset about life, their mindset about socioeconomic statuses, their mindset about being a leader or being an employee, their mindset about uh, poverty, you know, their mindset about race and, and, and social justice and injustices. They needed 2020 to see and hear and witness everything that was happening around them. And for some, not all, it got to them and internally it, it, it might have impacted them and they decided to shift their mindset. Maybe start the business, start the podcast, write the book, leave the job, go higher in the job, whatever that might be. But it had to start internally. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. It's that decision that we all have to make at some point in our lives and some may never make it. Some make it sooner than others. And it just happens because something kind of wakes you up. So, yeah. right And when there. you have that nudge to wake up, you better wake up because we have one life to live. And why live it in misery or just being resentful or unforgiving or angry or unwilling to change and evolve with times? Times evolve. 
we have to evolve with them. There we go. Well, Tiara, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? No, this has been great. I feel like I've just been running my mouth. So, um, you know, let me, I want to ask you a question. How about that? I bet that hasn't happened before. Go for it. Go for it. We're stepping into a new year, 2022. What do you want to see for your life in 2022? Yeah. Yeah. 2022, I'm looking to A, post every day um, for this podcast, which I'm on pace to do. That's fine. But really what I'm looking to do is shift my life towards activities that give me energy and away from activities that drain my energy. And so right now I have a W-2 and W-2s aren't the worst thing in the world. They're a good source of consistency, actually. Like I wouldn't have this daily podcast if I didn't have my W-2 because it's allowed me to build systems that allow me to be consistent with a daily podcast. Um, However, (laughs) it is not the thing I am most passionate about. And so one of the big shifts is W-2 draining energy to something that gives me energy, coaching people one-on-one to identify their passion and take steps towards it and hold them accountable to it and creating community around Mm -hmm. that. So building out the community around the podcast. So guests who come on and say they want to meet Oprah can meet Oprah. Yes. That's the first thing, but also helping 20 people in a one-on-one relationship that goes three months at a time, 90 day goals where I, you know, help them draft out their ideal day in 10 years, figure out what their genius zone is and um, kind of identify their purpose and walk in it. So. Love it. I love it, Timothy. And guess what? It's going to happen. It's going to happen because you are already proven to the world and yourself that you are amazing. You're focused. And I wish nothing but the best for you. Thank you so much. Yes. Happy new year to you. Yes. Happy new year to you too. And for those listening, uh, happy belated new year. Cause this will post around April. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, Every, every new day is a new year. There we go. I love it. Well, awesome. Tiara, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and everybody out there live your best life. Absolutely. There you go. If you guys are listening to this and you love what Tiara had to say, make sure to first, if you know, Oprah, Introduce yes. me to Oprah. Introduce. Wait, wait, hold on, Timothy. Me introduce me first. Me being <laughs> you. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Introduce both of us to Oprah. There How we about go. That? We'll, we'll meet it together. <laughs> awesome. Also, if you have any resources or knowledge to impart with Tiara, make sure to reach out to her. Contact her. She loves to connect yes. with people and equip people. So give her the opportunity to do what she loves and help her do it for other people. As we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.